with a website, you also it's a place for you to not only obviously showcase your work and you know what you do, but is it's a place where you can have a, a bigger brand voice, right? And people can really find out at least 80% of who you are and who do you work with and what are you about. So I think that's really important. I think that Instagram is still it's an important component, but Instagram is like a little tiny glimpse of your business. Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. Today, I have a fellow podcast host on this podcast, um, and her name is Carolina Guzik. Uh, You may be familiar with her podcast, The Tog Republic. Also, if you are not familiar with her podcast, you definitely need to go listen. Um, I am a huge fan. Uh, Very excited to talk to her today on the podcast. Uh, She is a wedding and portrait photographer based in Miami, Florida, and she is also a marketing expert. Like seriously, if you don't listen to her podcast already, definitely go subscribe after listening to today's episode. Right now, she's going to share with us the five must-have pages for your website and tips on what to include in those pages in order to attract your dream clients and repel the ones that are not a good fit. So let's get into today's episode. Carolina, how are you? Uh, Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I I am very happy for you to be here. I'm very excited for our conversation today, uh, talking about websites and your must-have web pages and all those things. Um, for uh, for the listeners, could you do a little a uh, little background where you're based, what you do, what you what you love uh, photographing, all those things? Sure. So I am Carolina Gusik. I am based in Miami, Florida. I have been a wedding photographer for, I believe this will be my 11 full-time year as a wedding and lifestyle photographer. And for the past three years, I have been running a marketing podcast called The Talk Republic. I went to school for advertising. So I love anything advertising, marketing related. And I was like, well, let's combine the, the love of photography with marketing. So that's what I do. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, I love the, the talk Republic podcast. You do a really good job over there. Thank um, you. I listen, um, pretty much religiously, uh, whenever they oh, drop them, just like, cool. Yeah. This is going to be a good, good show. Uh, you always have good conversation over there. Um, which is another reason I'm looking forward to today's conversation. Cause I'm like, this is going to be, it's going to be fun. Uh, awesome. you definitely bring a lot to your conversations and topics and know so much about marketing. Uh, so everyone listening, uh, if you don't listen to Carolina's uh, podcast as well, definitely go uh, search for it. I'll have links in the show notes and everything. Um, but yeah, uh, the Tog Republic is a great resource uh, for marketing for Thanks. sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, um, so 11 years full time. Uh, hmm. Did you, did you uh, like, how did you come into photography? I was like kind of hearing the backstory of, it, of that. It, it was pretty, it, it kind of, Dumb luck, maybe. Uh, I always complain about not having enough photos of me growing up. I think my family was not really into taking pictures. 
obviously mm-hmm. that was like in the 80s and 90s it was like you have to get a camera a role get it developed so it wasn't as easy as today so I always you know complain I'm like oh we should have had more photos so my husband was like well here there's a camera I go take <laughs> photos and one thing led to another you know my friends started to ask me for photos and it started as a kind of like a personal project and then it turned into like well I didn't even know it potentially could be a business like I, I, I for me photography was like either ad photography or photojournalism working for a newspaper so I was like okay maybe I need to explore this and one thing led to another and here I am 11 years later nice yeah nice. yeah that's very similar to to me I mean uh like I I don't think I have any photos of me between the ages of like five and 12. Mm, same. And yeah, I, I realized that when I was putting a slideshow together for my high school graduation and I was like, Oh, I have like all these baby photos and then nothing until like teenage years. Um, so yeah, with, with my own kids, I am just, I'm, I'm the, the, I don't know, uh, stereotypical photographer, dad, um, just, photos all the time uh which is which is great I, great I for your it. kids i have to say oh, yeah. that i became i'm like my mom now i don't take any photos <laughs> like, You're I like, like i'm, I'm gonna mom. leave that at work yes i'm like i'm tired i'm like i don't want to take any photos so here i am mm. full circle you know yeah i will say that like shooting because i i shoot primarily digital and and just getting out my my digital camera to take photos at home felt like work. And I was just mm. like, I'm not, I have a phone. I can take photos on this thing. It's still pretty good. Um, and then I got into film photography a couple of years ago and that feels like a whole different thing. Oh, so now thing. at home, I just will grab one of my film cameras and just take a couple photos. And uh, it feels a little bit different uh, having that instead of my That's big That's a good tip. Yeah. Yeah. Something different or like have a a point and shoot camera or something. I don't think I have one near me, but I got one for like weddings and just give it to the wedding party to Mm -hmm. take some behind the scenes stuff. But yeah, I kind of want to get into our our topic. There's so much to talk about with with websites. (laughs) And what is one of the like must have pages for your website? Well, let's kind of like give a little bit of context here and why, you know, we're talking about this, right? Like I love marketing. I love advertising. I love all that. And I think that my business has been kind of like my, my guinea pig, right? It's like, I'm going to explore everything on my business. And I was completely obsessed with like ranking on Google. I'm like, my website needs to be really, really good because I know the importance of like being discovered by Google. And my website was like on page seven or eight, which is like the absolute dead zone. So I was like so obsessed. So like I took every single class I could take about, you know, learning SEO. I actually paid experts to teach me because I'm the kind of person that I can kind of like give, like do it for me. Like I can do that. Like I need to know what's happening. So for two years, really, because, you know, the pandemic hit in 2020 and I had plenty of time to sit in front of my computer and work right. on my own website. <laughs> I think that was the year when I was like, OK, I'm going to make this happen. And finally, I learned everything that I needed to learn to make sure that my website was really, really good. And now I'm seeing the results of that work. So I think that it's important to preface, preface this with like, this is not going to happen overnight. 
Yes. Getting your website to be really, really good takes a lot of time. Also, it's never going to be complete, right? I think this is one of those things that is always evolving, always changing, and you have to, like, you're never really done, right? It's always like a like a beautiful work in progress. But I think the, the goal will be to get your website to a point that is really, really good. And now you just need to tweak every now and then little things. Yeah. Yeah. And with, with Google changing the algorithm and, and all those things, it's like, it's, it's never ending. Even if you have like the amazing website, mm-hmm. you still have to update it and change those blogs and do all the things and, and move forward with where Google's moving to. And I think that's, that's why maybe the reason a lot of people feel like discouraged about working on their websites, because it's like, why is never working, but I can guarantee you it's one of the best tools that you can have for your photography, right? We focus so much on social media, but I think that we need to diversify where we are getting, you know, our efforts. And if you don't have a website right now, or if you think that a website is not important, nothing could be less far from the truth because it is really, really important to have a website, not only for people to find you, but also to build trust and credibility with future clients or even your current clients or actually even your vendors. Like, if you want to work with like more upscale wedding, you know, wedding planners or better, you know, florist, things like that, they are going to check your website. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you send them to your Facebook page or mm. an Instagram, because uh, I've I've uh, I've met with other photographers. I'm like, oh, hey, that's so cool. Like run into people at the park or something also taking photos. I'm like, oh, what's your what's your website? Let me check out your stuff. And they're like, oh, here's my Instagram and then that's it. Um, and yeah, like you were saying, if you want to work with like the the higher end, the luxury market, um, you definitely need a website because uh, Facebook is just not going to cut it. Um, plus, Facebook is like building your castle on rented land and then they can just it it'll it could be gone. Uh, Correct. You know, my space is not around anymore. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> And and I know like they had like a huge uh, music dump too, where they lost like 13 years of uploads because it was a big music site mm. after after all of us left in the early 2000s. Um, but yeah, I was reading that recently. I was like, oh, yeah, that's terrible. If they had all their music just in there and that was the only place that people were finding those artists Correct. and then that's gone. Uh, also, so, I feel yeah. like. With a website, you also it's a place for you to not only obviously showcase your work and you know what you do, but is it's a place where you can have a, a bigger brand voice, right? And people can really find out at least eighty percent of who you are and who do you work with and what are you about. So I think that's really important. I think that Instagram is still it's an important component, but Instagram is like a little tiny glimpse of your business. And I yes. think that even you know it, yeah, it's important to focus some time there websites is kind of like the long game right it's like mm-hmm. we're gonna plant some seeds now and we're gonna collect in a couple of months or maybe even a year but you know once the once the ball is going it's you kind of like can relax a little bit and things you know take your hands away from the wheel a little bit oh yeah yeah i heard um i don't remember who it was or i would give them credit because i've said this many times um but like an analogy of social media is it's it's like a handshake 
and mm. and it's like meeting meeting them and then the your website is where they get to know you where you can have conversations and they can read all about you and what you do and social media is just like highlight reel like hey how's it going let me give you a high five now come over here and Correct. now you can see what my life is like uh so yeah no i think that is uh, super uh super meaningful to uh, to really focus on your website and to have that mindset, like you were saying, this is not like if you implement the things that uh, that we're going to be talking about today, tomorrow, and then expect to see uh, results yeah, no. by the weekend. That's it's not going to happen. Not going <laughs> to no. happen. But yeah. at least, you know, we have to start somewhere, right? So at least, oh, yeah. you know, some of the things that we're going to talk about, you know, if you implement and you do that, you, you can start seeing some results. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you take the the little steps, step by step and keep taking those steps, you will see the big results um, a lot more than if you don't take any steps at all. You're just going to be right where you are. Correct. So there is a couple of things that websites can do, right? And one, we can talk about the structural part of the website, which is kind of like what Google gets to see, right? Which is kind of like the behind the scenes, Wizard of Oz, the person behind the curtain kind of a thing. And that's uh, obviously super important if you want to rank, if you want people that know nothing about your brand to discover you, super important. And then there is the aspect of how people feel when they come to your website. Do they feel welcome? Do they feel that they are a part of your brand? Do they like what you know what they see? And whether they like it or not, it's, it's both important because I do feel like with your brand, you should, you should attract and you should also repel people that are, that are not your people. So... The website has many layers, right? Yes. And we need to focus in all of those layers, really, right? Because I feel people sometimes they focus really, really strongly into just brand and brand awareness and you know brand voice and all that, and that is good. But then again, if your structure is not leading new people into your website, um, it's kind of like a catch twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. the The brand might look nice, but it's not converting anything because new leads are coming in. Yeah. So I think one of the first things that we should focus on is obviously one of the pages that your website should have is a landing page, a home page. Uh, people might be rolling their eyes right now being like, this is super basic, but I mean, it is what it is. And you, the home page should have a couple of things in there. First of all, your location. And this is one of the major mistakes that I see when I do websites reviews. It's like people don't tell me or tell the visitor where they are located right? And this is a big thing because let's say that I am, you know, a bride looking for a wedding photographer and somehow I come across your website, John, and I mm -hmm. go to it and I don't know where you're located. Now I have to do a lot of extra work to find out if you're going to be the right fit for me. And if I'm going to do the extra work, maybe, maybe I don't want to do it. And maybe I just leave the website, right? So oh, yeah. by not saying where you are located right away, you might be losing potential clients just because they don't want to do the extra work to look where you are. And again, they shouldn't be doing the extra work. We should be telling them right away. So that will be the first thing. Also, this is not only going to help you for, let's say, clients and the client experience, but literally writing down where you are is going to help you with Google, right? You're literally telling Google, where are you located? So when somebody goes to Google and looks for a photographer in New York, if you have done like a good a structural part of your website, then they can find you. Yes. So you're killing like two birds with one stone. Yeah, that's that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that should be one of the things that should be on your homepage. The second thing that I think that we need to focus on is one genre of photography. I myself, I do families and I do weddings. However, my 
homepage, my landing page is all about weddings. That is my main focus in my business. Now, some people might say like, I don't want to do two websites. And you don't have to do two websites, but you do have to choose that first impression that you're going to present. So my homepage, and I recommend that if you do different genres of photography, choose the one that you love the most or the one that gives you the most, you know, income. And that should be kind of like how you're leading people into. And once inside your website, you can create another page that is just for families or pets or boudoir or whatever you do. Yes. So don't mix the genres of photography that you do in the homepage because that, once again, for Google, a structural, not so great because now they're confused. They don't know what you do. Is this families or weddings? We don't know. And two, for client experience, a bride is not in the same position as a new family. They don't care for the same thing. So we need to just focus our energy in one kind of like genre for our homepage. Yes, yes. I uh, I ran into that problem first starting off because I I primarily did weddings, families and senior portraits. Mm -hmm. And my like title for my website was wedding family and senior portrait photographer in Austin. And it was a mess. And I had like a carousel of all it would mm. go from a bride and groom into a little baby into someone throwing their cap and it was just all over the place and and I found that uh and, and even had people who would contact me and they're like do you do weddings like I don't I don't know if you do weddings but I'm looking for a photographer and uh and yeah finding that one thing that you really love and or or just the the breadwinner like the the mm -hmm. the bread and butter of of your business um you know like it's it's the beginning of the year. We're going through taxes and things and you can see what brought in the most money or what you enjoy the most, like you were saying, and uh, and then really focus that that homepage on that, um, which that changed a lot for me when I did that. It is because as you mentioned, like there is nothing more like. Not a scary, but like kind of like a bummer if you receive an inquiry and they're like. We kind of like you, but we don't know if you do weddings because now the client is leading with like uncertainty. And then it's going to yeah. be kind of like difficult to like reassure them that, no, I'm the right person for the job. Or they're like, I don't know. I see babies. And although they're beautiful, I don't know. You don't mm -hmm. want that for your clients because, again, you're asking for a lot of money, maybe up front. Or you want to make sure that the client feels like you are the right decision for them right from the beginning. You don't want to start a relationship with like a little bit of doubt because that's not right. great. Yeah. You want them to come in ready to book. Just mm. like I got money in hand. You're exactly. amazing. Let's go. Instead of, I don't know, like I've got, I'm, I'm not even pulling out my wallet right now. <laughs> I'm exactly. just like, and talking this about baby's beautiful. This, talking about like now, obviously talking about babies and different genres of photography, like your homepage, uh. if you do weddings, for me, it's really important that you show on your homepage diversity and that you're an inclusive vendor and all that. So like people, again, don't have to send you that message being like, I don't know if you photograph couples like us, right? Yeah. That's yeah. also not so great. So like oh, yeah. make sure that if you have beautiful pictures on your homepage that you showcase, you know, who your clients are. It might be a range of different people and different religions and different races and things like that. So make sure that mm -hmm. people coming to your website and they feel welcome being there. Yes. Yeah. For me being a straight white dude, it is very easy for uh, straight white couples to book me because they're like, I see you like you've, you've shot 
wedding, like couples that look like us before and they're on your website. And, um, and yeah, I had a, a website review a few years ago, uh, from a, uh, another photographer friend. They were like, do you, have you shot any weddings of, of people of color? Cause they're not on your homepage. And I was like, Oh, like that wasn't even a, like I wasn't intentionally leaving them out or leaving out, you know, uh, same sex couples or anything, but I just, those weren't maybe like, maybe not my favorite, like the wow photos, mm -hmm. but, but yeah, like you were saying, like if people don't see themselves, they're not going to inquire. Correct. Uh, and, uh, you know, especially, uh, you know, uh, like I I've been uh, booking a lot of like interracial uh, couples lately. And one of the big things was they're like, okay, we saw that you can photograph us to where we both look good, mm -hmm. where both of our skin tones look like us. And like one of us is not washed out and one of us is not just like a shadow. And, um, and that is all putting that out on your website so that people can see themselves. Correct. So that, you know, if you do that on your homepage, that's really great. Uh, one thing is like, you don't need to put every single couple, obviously that you photograph on your homepage because you don't want to overwhelm people. I would say that if you have the top five images on your homepage, I think that's good enough, right? Give, you know, inclusion, diversity, and then, then you can have your blog post for that. Then obviously you can have a gallery section on your blog that has a little bit, you know, more images. But one of the things that I also see people is like they, maybe themselves, they get overwhelmed trying to pick which ones will be the best images. I think that sometimes, you know, we're like really emotionally attached to those photos. And uh -huh. that could also be not so great because again, now if you put a lot of images in your website and I have to scroll and scroll and scroll, then you're giving people, you know, um, they, they're getting overwhelmed themselves, the visitor. They're like, this is too much. Uh, I'll come back later. And later might never happen again. So we want to exactly. make sure that we are putting enough photos in the homepage, about five to six that are the top. And if you have doubts about them, then ask some other people, what do you think about these images? And, you know, be okay with what they're going to tell you. Uh, and just, you know, fewer, sometimes I think it's, it's better, you know, give them enough for them to be like, I love this. I want to see more. I want to contact this person, but not so many that they're going to be like, wow, I'll come back later. And you know, later might never happen as I said before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. Like you were mentioning with having someone else review those images and, and just be like, yeah, this one's not not your best work. And it might be an emotional attachment because mm. I get emotionally attached to a lot of my photos. I'm just like, but the moment was amazing at this mm. point. But it's like, well, they, the people who are viewing it don't know the moment. I think that uh, when we, as you mentioned, when we're creating our own website and when we're choosing and curating our images, um, we need to think about like, not the couple that we photograph, right? They're happy with their photos. We did a great job for them. They're good. They paid us already, all that. We need to think about couples that haven't hired, hired us yet. How are they going to see that moment? Are they going to see themselves in that moment? Is that something that they're looking for? Like if you're a photographer that, that, that you're super romantic, is that image romantic enough to translate those emotions? If you're a photographer that is like, my couples and I, we, we party. Are you giving me a photo that is showcasing that you guys party or you're showcasing me a photo that is looking a little bit boring? So uh -huh. what are you, you know, what are those images translating? And again, don't focus on the clients that you already had, right? They're great. I mean, obviously focus on like your client experience and all that, but like for your website, you need to think that every single thing that you do on your website is to attract new people. So again, 
What is your brand voice? Are you an upbeat photographer? You need to show me upbeat images. Are you a super calm and romantic and intimate photographer? I need to see those kind of images. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if they're, if they're coming and like reading about everything that you do, it's like this grand elopement in the mountains and all these things that you can provide. And then it's like this ballroom wedding. Exactly. That is stunning. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if you're going to be the best if you're not showing me what you say that you can do. I remember when I was like redoing my website and I was like, everything like my, my brand is very energetic, right? Cause I'm a very energetic yes. person. So like I, my images are colorful. I try to showcase people looking their absolute best, but also having fun. Yeah. And I remember everything was perfect. And then, one thing that you should always be having on your website is testimonials throughout your website. Every single page on your website should have a testimonial. And don't put the whole testimonial. Don't put the whole Google review that is like five paragraphs. Nobody <laughs> is reading that. Put kind of like the, the, the line that is like the pop-up line. So I remember doing my whole website and the line that I had chosen from this testimonial was like, Carolina was great. She was so responsible. It felt so corporate. And I'm uh -huh. like, this makes no sense. I have to go and find another review that that like talks about the energy, like makes me feel great. We had so much fun. So obviously I was able to fix it. Uh, but then again, those little things like the testimonial was good, was a really good testimonial, but it felt very stiff for the images right. that I was showcasing. Yeah, still still important for for the viewers to know, but also yes. not in line with your brand. It's like she is uh, punctual and she always shows up on time. It's like, OK, but can she party? Correct. Uh, yeah, so that's what it was. So, you know, those little things. But I think one of the things that I don't see in a lot of websites reviews that I do is testimonials. And this mm -hmm. is so, so important because a testimonial is a reaffirmation that you are the right person for them. And we all look for testimonials. Testimonials. Like when I'm going to buy something on Amazon, I read a thousand reviews before I commit to buying something that costs five dollars. So like it's, right. it makes no sense. So imagine if you charge thousands of dollars for your services, you want to make sure that the visitor, your future clients feels really secure within, you know, the purchase. And one of those things, again, is those little reassurance throughout the website that is, is not you talking about how great you are, is right. a third party being like, he or she or they are the the perfect person, you know, the perfect match for you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's a, a huge thing because you can talk about you can hype yourself up all day long. Yeah. And they can just be like, OK, yeah. But is that real? Like, yeah. are you lying? Like, do you think you're doing this, but you're actually not? Um, but yeah, having those real testimonials and, um, and and all that all all throughout your website, not just like a. Uh, a a landed page exactly. or something. Yeah. And then they're just getting hit with that when they go to your about mm -hmm. page, when they go to your contact page. It's like, oh, hey, there's another thing. And that's another pain point that we had. And now he's speaking to it from uh, from this other couple. Yeah, we're definitely going to book. And make sure that when you are putting your testimonial, because I see these a lot, is just like a quote and then there is no name. Mm -hmm. You need to tell me who this, who say that? You yeah. need to credit, you know, the person, you know, or the couple that, you know, that uh -huh. is talking about yourself. This is right. gonna... how do I know that's not exactly. your mom that you're quoting? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so make sure that you're quoting your couple. And, you know, if you want to hyperlink maybe the couple's name to like their blog post, that's Ooh, yeah. extra. So that's, you know, a little, what I want to make sure is when you're putting your website together is like you leave crumbs throughout your website 
So like people keep diving deeper into it. It's not like you're not leading people into a dead end. You're not leading people into like, okay, this was great. What's next? And you might argue and say like, well, that's what I have a menu tab at the top. Listen, you need to tell people exactly what to do at the end of a page. Make sure that you have a testimonial and make sure that you have kind of like a button to go somewhere else. Be like, take a look at my galleries, get to know me, like make sure that there is a next step where they need to follow. Get freedom back into your life with Freedom Edits. Do you often feel overwhelmed by the endless supply of photos, the amazing photos that you've taken, and you're just needing to edit them now? And they're just piling up and piling up. I know the feeling. I feel you. I was you not too long ago. But Freedom Edits is a team of photo and video editors who absolutely love to edit. You know that thing that you don't really super enjoy? Maybe you really love taking the photos, but you hate editing. These people love editing. They are a unicorn. They are amazing. And what I love about Freedom Edits, other than regaining more time to work on my business and spend afternoons with my kids and evenings with my wife, is that they are very hands-on with feedback. They want to know all the little tweaks you'd make to their edits, and then they learn how to better match your style. Now, I hardly have to adjust anything when I receive galleries back from my editor, Nick. What is up, Nick? You are amazing. So head to lightdartco.com slash freedom to get 30% off your first order. Their prices are hella affordable anyway for the amount of time that they save you already. So get 30% off lightdartco.com slash freedom and get more freedom in your life. Page number one, yes. we talk about homepage. I given everybody needs to do that, but we also talk about like what to add to your homepage. Second page that a lot of people skip on websites is an about page. And again, mm -hmm. this is silly because we are not huge corporations. As photographers, the majority of us, even if you have a team of photographers, people want to see who is behind the camera. So having an about page is super important. Now, Again, this is a little bit tricky because the majority of people will run an about page talking about their personal likes, who they are as people, which is fine. But really what an about page should be about is how do you solve your client's problem? How are you going to make your client, as you know, Don Miller says, the hero of the story? You're not the yes. hero. They are the hero of the story. So if you right now have an about page and you're telling me that you love walking on the beach and that you have a beautiful dog and that you've been married this is great and lovely but that is not reassuring me that you are the right person for me so right what we need to do again is like what kind of problems our clients have and even though we all photograph weddings our unique clients all of them have like different you know pain points it could be that they don't know how to pose and they don't know how to you know, they're like, I don't think that I'm photogenic. And then you can be like, hey, blah, blah, blah. They could be that, you know, that your clients, perhaps they all have had really bad experiences with other photographers in the past. You could be like, hey, these are the steps that I take to make sure that your pictures are safe. I give my pictures four weeks after the wedding. So you reassure them in, you know, whatever the pain point is. And then after you have done that, then you can talk about, about yourself. Then you can give me like a little story about who you are. But if you're leading okay. your about page with like, 
I love photography and I fell in love with photography when I was three years old. Like, nobody cares about that. Nobody cares. Yeah. They're like, okay, every single about me is like, <laughs> I got a camera when I was a child and I loved it. And now I do this for a living mm-hmm. and I love capturing love. And they're like, okay, cool. Everyone is saying the same thing. It doesn't set you apart at all. And everyone loves walking on the beach. Like, and a part and, co- and lattes apparently i don't know <laughs> yes I, I love a good chai latte it's like yeah everyone everyone does <laughs> we yeah, all so drink like, them now so that will be like the second page and obviously okay. once you get to the end of the page i want to see mm-hmm. a beautiful testimonial that talks about maybe your personality maybe this is the time to put a testimonial yeah. when your client is like oh my god working with them felt so joyful it made us feel at ease you know whatever if you have that testimonial that's where you want to put there and obviously as i mentioned before we're not gonna lead them into a dead end we're gonna have something at the end of the you know that page that says another another breadcrumb exactly another breadcrumb we're like hansel and gretel here like (laughs) don't worry we won't eat you at the end of the website (laughs) just breadcrumbs all through just make make a crummy website this is the the one time you want to have a crummy website exactly so another page obviously that we should be having is uh, a portfolio or galleries and this Mm. one you know you i I see people getting really creative here i am very structural on my own website so like i have actually one portfolio for engagements and i have one portfolio for weddings i think that this is the two kind of like even it's not generous, but these two, you could actually mix them if you want to, but I like to mm-hmm. be a little bit more organized. Yeah. So once again, if you're going to have your gallery page, don't put 50, 60, 100 images in there. Like, I don't need to see all that. Your top 25 will do. And again, websites are dynamic. You can come every four months and switch it up a little bit and remove some images that perhaps you're like, well... I got better at photography or now I'm working a different style and, you know, switch them. So like, again, this is not static. This is dynamic. You can come and change it. Don't change it every weekend. Start looking a little bit crazy, you know, Uh, you can do that or once a year. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that is a good idea. I try to do that every like quarter or so Mm -hmm. just like review them and be like, okay, I know I took this really great photo a couple of weeks ago. I want to swap out this photo for that and just kind of change it up slightly. Um, like you were saying, like I've gotten better at uh, photography. Like I'm, I've been working a lot on off camera flash and I've got more of those photos now. I'm like, I want to showcase that now, percent. Um, but yeah, don't just let it, don't send them to your social media for like, Oh, here's my website. But Instagram has all my recent mm, work. No. And you don't want to do that for two reasons. One, once they leave your website, you have no control of what happens, right? You yeah. don't want that. Once they get into Instagram, they have 15 notifications, five new followers, three DMs. Uh-huh. John who? I don't know who he is. So yeah. I don't remember how to get exactly. back to him. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to make sure that uh, they, you leave them on your website. And this leads me to a good, good point. I see in a lot of websites right at the top or right on the right corner, which is like the first place where the eye goes, mm-hmm. they have like social media icons. And the social media icon actually not even opens in a separate page, like opens on the same page. So you're kicking people out of your website. You don't want to do that. I myself, I have my social media icons at the bottom, so tiny that they won't see it because I don't want people to leave my website. However, right. if they're looking for it, they know where to find it. But I'm not like, 
leading them to the exit. Mm-hmm. It's not like, welcome, and here's the door. Exactly. Uh, go somewhere else. Yeah, yes. I, I love that. I think that is great to have it like down in the footer mm-hmm. and small, like have those icons, the recognizable icons to go to Pinterest and Facebook and all the places, but don't just like have giant icons right at the Correct. beginning to lead them away those are not the breadcrumb crumbs you no want. we don't yeah. want those no you know want to stay on your site correct so again yeah. we're, we're on your uh, gallery page make sure that you have your top 20 beautiful images again a beautiful testimonial again we're not talking about a whole paragraph we're talking about kind of like when you go to the movies mm. best movie of the year best action right. you know whatever like i want to get one line that people can read easily and then again Maybe in your, you know, portfolio page, you can have um, links to like full weddings if you want. That doesn't feel as, you know, like overwhelming. Or maybe you can be a link to like your about page or a link to your contact page. I want to make sure that when you are leading uh, people to a different page, that it feels natural. I don't like words like book me now because we are not selling $5 t-shirts that anybody could buy at any second. We're selling a beautiful, you know, item or, you know, whatever, a session, a wedding. And people might be in your website and be like, I love everything. I love everything. Yes, this feels right. And then they get to like book me now. And that in itself could stop them in their tracks and be like, but I'm not ready. And I know it might sound silly, but that's the way the brain works. So that's how my brain works. (laughs) Yeah. If I was going to a contact page or something and it just said book now, I'd be like, oh, well, I'm not going to fill out this are you going to get my credit card information? Correct. Like, it, I don't know. Like like, I want to talk to you. Yeah. That's a big commitment for, yeah. for just meeting. So, so make sure that, you know, the words that you're using could be get more information or let's chat or contact me. And this is how your brand voice, you know, will, will come into place. If you have a very playful website, you can, you know, allow yourself to be playful. If you have a more a structural website, you know, you need to watch the words that you're using. Okay. Awesome. So, okay. So we have homepage, we have about page, we have obviously a gallery. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously you need to have a contact page. And I know you might say, well, I have a contact form at the end of my galleries. Well, that's great. But what happens if people don't scroll? Yeah. So they see three images and they're like, all right, I'm done. I want to go. Exactly. Yeah. So I think having a contact page is really, really important, right? To add to your contact page. Now, again, here is a mistake that I see in a lot of websites. Either the contact page is so long and so overwhelming that people are like, forget about this. Or the contact page is so short that you're not getting enough information about your future clients. A super short contact form will be name, email, message. You know nothing. You don't know the date. You don't know the venue. You don't know how yeah. many people are showing at their wedding. So like when you are preparing to jump on a phone call or whatever the case you do, you don't have that information to like lead a conversation. So mm-hmm. short contact forms, not so great. Long contact forms, on the other hand, also not so great because <laughs> when people start asking me for my address, I'm like, why do you need to know my address? Like, what are we doing here? If you are mm-hmm. asking me to fill up your contact form and one of the questions is like, tell me why you want to marry this person. I'm not like, sorry, I understand where you're going. I know you want to mm-hmm. be romantic and all that, but this is not the place, not the time for me to write you an essay about love. Yeah. Especially if you're searching for 10 different photographers and you're filling out all these contact forms, Mm -hmm. like, okay, I got to think about what it is that we love doing on a date night. And yeah. And and although you might think as a photographer, like, oh, well, 
only this is like the 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 gatekeeping question only people that really value me will fill this up i i think that you're shooting yourself in the knee because you might be closing door people that are really your clients however yeah. mentally right now they're not in the right headspace to like answer that question mm-hmm. they might yeah, not feel be... comfortable enough with you right now to tell you the right. reasons why they're marrying somebody Mm-hmm. Or they have a quick 15 minutes during lunch and they're like, I need to get this out. I'm not going to take time to to write a paragraph about our love and what we exactly. what we're excited for about the wedding day. It's like, yeah, get get those are those are great questions for later on. Exactly. Um, like yeah. we don't need to get all that information right away. Like those are things that you can ask during a consultation, you know, once mm-hmm. people have gotten to know you a little bit better and feel a little bit more comfortable with you. But I do say that. In every single contact form, because again, I know that we want to believe that we are the only photographer they're talking to, which, right. sorry to tell you, probably not. Probably. So, but I do believe that your contact form should have a question that is unexpected. However, a question that is easy to answer. For example, okay. I am obsessed with television. I watch endless amounts of TV. So I do have a question that is like, what's your favorite TV show? It's simple. Anybody could tell you either I love this or I love that. Or they could be like, I don't watch any TV. No Mm -hmm. no commitments. Nobody needs to think about this question. But it is a question that people stop in their tracks. Because if they're filling out three other contact forms, they're like, what? Nobody has asked me this question. Right. So you could ask, like, what's your favorite song? What is the favorite, like, dream vacation CD? Like, something, obviously, you need to understand that this question, at some point, you have to, like, address the question at some point during your you know during the the consultation or something like that otherwise Mm. it's kind of like just silly yeah yeah because it's like why were you asking me about (laughs) what i love watching on tv if you're not gonna bring it up later correct so for me tv is good because again when we have the consultation it's kind of like breaking the ice like oh my god i love that show so like breaking the ice if i send them a text message i could send them like a gif of the tv show so it makes nice. sense. So like, yeah. you know, it's like little brand voicing. If for you, let's say that you ask for their favorite song and you're doing video calls, start the video call with that song in the background. Yeah, just karaoke it up. Exactly. Just, <laughs> just start singing. <laughs> I know there is a photographer that asked them about their favorite ice cream flavor because when mm. they book her, she sends them a bucket or whatever that thing is called of like the favorite ice cream flavor. I like that. So, yeah, tie it in with the welcome gift. Exactly. So there is little things that you can do that are brand related, right? This is who you are as a person. What's your brand voice mm-hmm. that then you can, you know, incorporate back into when the booking or at least the, the, the conference or the calls are happening. Okay. I like that. So other than the, the unexpected question and then like the given name, email address, Um, What other questions would you suggest on the contact form? Okay, super important. Once again, if you're an inclusive photographer, use inclusive uh, vocabulary. I don't say Mm. bride and groom. I say, what's your name and your partner's name? Yes. Okay, so that's one of the things that I do. So let's say names, uh, email. I do ask for a phone number because many times there is a typo on the email. So I send an email, it bounced back. So at least if I have the phone number, I can send a quick text. Be like, hey, I send you all the information, it bounced, what's your real, you know, like your email. So yeah. email. And they're not, they're not thinking, oh, well, Carolina is just like ghosting me. Like exactly. I filled out this whole thing. I talked about how I love Game of Thrones and then she <laughs> just like 
gone. <laughs> so actually, as a like Game of Thrones, no. Yeah, we can't work together. So talking about Game of Thrones, that was like my show for many years, and I actually had it on my contact form. What's your favorite TV show? And says like in parentheses, God, let it please be Game of Thrones. <laughs> so, anyways, okay, so we we're gonna have name, uh, email, cell phone, wedding date. You want to make sure that you're available. You don't want to waste your time or their time. Right. I do ask about the venue. I think for me, I want to know if I have worked there before. So again, all this information is good for me to lead, you know, in our consultation with that information. Uh, I ask them for my my TV show question, which is like my random question. And then I do ask them for, it's kind of like an open thing. I say like, what would you like to tell me or something like that? Some people really get into that. Some people is just like, hey, I just need information. Yeah. So that's it. Like, I, I don't take it personal if they just send me like, I just want to know pricing. And I know a lot of photographers get really offended when somebody's like, I just want to know your pricing. And they're like, oh, red flag. They're not my right kind of clients. You don't know yet. You don't know. Yeah. Asking what is your price is the easiest question to ask. So yes. that's it. It's just like the easiest thing to ask. You put it in a form and that's it. So don't take it personal when somebody is not writing you a love letter. Mm -hmm. Because they're uh, often doing this for the first time. They're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what question. Like I've had people type in, they're like, I don't know what to write here, but we're excited to get married. Okay, cool. That's great. Um, Because they have no idea. So yeah, a lot of the times it's like default. Like, I don't know other things I ask about if I'm buying a car. What's the price? Uh, if I'm buying 100%. a new, uh, you know, I was looking for a new office chair um, and reading a ton of reviews like you were talking about earlier with uh, testimonials. And I was looking at price. That was one of the first things that I would look for. So that's what we often do for everything else. So that's kind of a default for them. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. Like I, I there was a, a, a point in time where I would get offended. I'm like, you just want to you just want to price shop you're just kicking tires over here like i'm worth it you should know that and like no they don't know that i need i need to show that in in all honesty they might just be shopping around which is nothing bad either like that's when you have a consultation to you know talk about the value and you know all this and all that but i i feel like sometimes in the photography industry we're a little bit you know we get we get really bent out of shape for no reason oh yeah oh yeah yeah, it, it definitely happens. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously, we're going to talk about brand voice here again. Instead of having mm. a button that says submit, how boring is that? How could you use your brand voice to add a little bit of excitement here in this button? So like people get excited to submit your contact form. And once again, this is going to be different because the majority of people just said submit. Mm. What could you do? I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get this, you know, this party started. Whatever the case is, you know. Add, add excitement to to your website so people feel yeah. like yes this is gonna be so much fun i can't wait to do this and once again i want to see a testimonial at the end of that contact form tell me that you i mean not you but like somebody else had spoken about how great it was to work with you and how booking you was the best decision they ever made or something you mm. know make sure that you have a testimonial that matches kind of like the contact form awesome okay i love that yes there <laughs> you go Awesome. awesome so so yes i mean what another pa- and I, th- I think those are the priority pages i think that once you start adding more pages and, and obviously mm-hmm. another page will be a blog post i do believe i mean mm-hmm. a, a blog thing i do believe that it's important that we blog and obviously um it's time consuming but you don't have to do this every week not even every month i blog about five to six times a year quality over quantity 
But I think it's important that if you, again, are leaving breadcrumbs all over your website, the biggest breadcrumb thing that you can do is a blog post because now there is so many stories and so many articles they can read that they can really get to know about you, uh, about your brand, what you do, your former clients that I think that is important to have on a website. Yes. And it boosts the the Google search ratings too. Exactly. All of those words, the alt text, all the things. I mean, we could do probably a whole series of exactly. podcast episodes about blogging. Um, but yeah, and like you were saying, like keeping with the breadcrumbs at the end of every blog, more breadcrumbs to more, related exactly. blogs or go to this page or, you know, check out this full gallery um, or something like that instead of getting to the end of a blog and just a dead end. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess I'll get back to TikTok now. Exactly. Uh, but You want to make yeah. sure that people get to your website, they love it so much, and then they're like, holy moly, it's been an hour. I'm still here. What's happening? That's what you want for your website. Yeah, yeah. That would be that'd be the best. That's <laughs> the best client experience there. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Well, okay. That was so much, so many good tips there. Um, and I will have all that in the show notes for everyone listening. You can go check that out. Um, but uh, yeah, before we kind of wrap this this whole I, I I'm amazed that we've been talking for so long already because it's just I don't know it's very uh it's it's very easy to talk to you Carolina um uh but yeah before we wrap up uh today's episode um got a part of the show and those uh who listen to your podcast as well uh you have a part of the show where you talk about um what you're loving uh so Carolina what are you loving this week I'm loving the hold on I always say it wrong but it's like the the, the great british bake-off it's, a, it's yeah a, it has like a few different names i think because i've seen bake-off and baking show and yeah it's it's a british it's baking so show uh i i love tv as i mentioned before and i kept seeing people posting about this and i'm like i'm not gonna watch that that's i'm yeah. not going to watch that and i feel like i refused it for like a year and uh-huh. A few days ago, like I literally run out of things to watch, which it seems impossible because uh, there is so many things to watch. But I was like, whatever, Let, let's give this thing a try. Two seasons later, I'm still here. I'm rooting for these people. I'm baking myself banana bread. I never bake anything in my life. I'm like, I'm embracing this whole baking thing. And I love it. <laughs> that banana bread looked good. I saw that in your in your stories. <laughs> I was like, yes. I have that, to confirm that's... it was good. It was good. Okay. I was going to ask, yeah. but I didn't want to like, you know, uh, put you on the spot or anything. Um, yeah. Oh, man. My wife and I love the Great British Bake Off where it's whenever it was um, coming out like every Friday, that was our date night. Mm-hmm. And we would uh, usually not bake anything, but we we like to uh, that has kind of spurred us into baking and banana Full bread. Disclosure, is the... I don't cook or bake at all. Nothing. Uh-huh. I just I just I, I don't know. I love like first of all, I love English accents. So there is that. I think they're so yes. witty and funny. And oh, yeah. It's a show that is like lighthearted. You don't really need to think about it. You feel well after watching it. Yeah. Um, I was telling my husband, I'm like, I don't even like cake. And like after watching like three episodes back to back, I'm like, can we just go get some cake? Because Uh he's like, you don't even like cake. I'm like, I don't know. I saw so many beautiful sponges that now I want a sponge. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I need a patisserie right now. (laughs) So yeah, Yeah. I'm loving that. Yeah. And I love that it's not like it, there's some drama, but everyone is just cheering each other on. Yes. And it's very like lighthearted, like you were talking about, because some of those 
those competition shows like uh we watched uh what is that the fashion one um project, project runway. runway oh my god i love it love it it's very good it's it but it has like a lot of drama yes. in it yeah um and and this is a similar you know a competition someone gets voted off type deal but uh there's not any any drama and no, like I mean, how- they all love each other and you know crying that the other person is leaving my they're like i thought like, it was why gonna are be you me crying i'm like i'm so sad that he didn't get a star baker i know <laughs> But yeah, it's a, it's a really good show. Like if you're listening to this and you need to decompress, highly recommend it. Yes. Oh yeah, it's great. And if you are the type of person that watches shows while you're editing or something, it's a great background oh, yes. show. And just like, you don't have to watch it the entire time. It is fun. I love um, the the comic uh, relief people that they have, uh, which kind of change throughout the seasons. But um, my favorite's Noel. Uh, yes he's just weird and and fun and uh and also he was um uh uh, old greg in the uh that old i don't know like before youtube there was uh mighty boosh as a british thing he's like this weird sea creature uh (laughs) called old greg should should definitely uh youtube it's a a weird thing but yeah it was like a sketch comedy thing that he did way back in the day and then seeing him on the great uh british baking show i'm just like oh this is very different noel nice but yeah okay um oh okay let's see what am i loving um i i'm also loving a tv show um the good place okay I um I i really liked the first three seasons i think yeah three seasons and then um they were you know making the fourth i think during the pandemic and mm. uh and then i just saw that the fourth season is on netflix now i don't know how long it's been on there but i watched that and that's the final season and i think they wrapped up things really well um not all tv shows have a good ending season um and ending episodes but yeah i thought it was really good it's very lighthearted, fun um and i like the whole cast. I mean, Ted Danson is great. Uh, not yes. Ted Danson. Is that right? I am really like, I watch every, a lot of things on TV and I have uh-huh. no idea who anybody is. I, no, okay. I know nobody's name, nothing. <laughs> I don't, I don't know a lot of people's names either. I listen to the, the pop cast and they talk about pop culture and people's names. I'm just like, I don't know who this is. I'm like constantly on IMDb. Just yeah. like, <laughs> Oh, that's who that is. Okay. Um, it's probably not Ted Danson. I feel like Ted Danson is uh, from uh, a, a, another old like 80s show. But uh, anyway, the cast is great. It's it's fun. It's a good uh, kind of feel good show. It's quick 25 minute comedy. Uh, so, yeah, definitely recommend we'll check that. It out. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Okay. So Carolina, where can people find you? Um, where can they follow along? Where can they uh, listen to your podcast? Awesome. Well, I have a podcast every Tuesday. I release a brand new episode. You can find me on the talk republic.com TOG republic.com. Uh, I have everything in there. If you are interested in having uh, your website review, I do one-on-one sessions. So all the information is right there under classes. And if you want a little bit to dive a little bit deeper into marketing, I do also have a Patreon. Every month, I release about two 
videos about anything marketing related, either content planning, talking about websites, talking about, you know, blogging, all that good stuff. And that is only $10 a month. So it's like a great subscription. You can cancel anytime yeah. you want, no questions asked, but like the content is really, really good. And it's like an easy way to like ask more in-depth questions and, you know, be a part of the community. And again, all that is on my website, thetalkrepublic.com. Awesome. Perfect. Okay, awesome. cool. Yeah. And I'll have that in the show notes too for everyone. So, uh, so they can go there and uh, yeah, your website uh, reviews are are great. You actually did a website review for me. Um, I just I just put that together like a on long Clubhouse? time ago on Clubhouse. Yes. Oh my god! How great! Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know that I've listened to you do website reviews on Clubhouse. I was like, oh wait, no, you did one for me. Like, good, uh, awesome. Whenever Clubhouse was was booming, oh, uh, there in the I bed, used to really the like stage. Clubhouse. Me too. I wish that I don't know what happened. It's just uh, I don't know. Yeah, you did that. So thank you for that. It definitely changed my website. (laughs) Well, if you know, if somebody's listening to this and they want to do like a more, you know, a structural thing, uh, the way that Mm -hmm. I do it, it runs for about an hour. I send a full questionnaire prior to me actually doing your review. So I know exactly where you are, what you want and what your goals are. Uh, we record the the session so you can, you know, go back and take a look at it a million times. And, you know, I'm always there to, you know, to help my students. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, Carolina, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really enjoyed um, our conversation. Thank you for having me. It was really lovely. Y'all, I hope you had those notes handy. I know I made a lot of changes to my site when Carolina helped me out a year or two ago. Um, for that website critique. When you make changes to your site, take a screenshot and uh, tag us both. We would love to see where you're growing and we can cheer you on um, and just see what you're up to. As always, you can check out all the things in today's episode in the show notes at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 99. This podcast was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. Join us for the next live episode by joining the Light and Dark Photography Podcast group on Facebook. This episode was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme song is by the talented John Isaac. I almost got our names mixed up. I almost said I was John Isaac. That's ridiculous. I know who I am. I'm not having an existential crisis. Everything is okay. All of the ads in today's episode are affiliate partnerships. Uh, You get a great deal while supporting us and helping keep this podcast coming at you every week. You can follow the show on Instagram at lightdarkco. Carolina is at carolina underscore guzik. And her podcast is at the Tog Republic. You can find me at All Heart Photo. Subscribe if you like the show. Leave us a review. Show some love and share it with your friends. We still have that giveaway going on through the end of January 2022. So if you have not taken a part in that yet, get on that um, lightdarkco.com slash giveaway. Until next week, I'll see you in the Facebook group. Bye.